Hey guys, thanks so much for hopping on and checking out the Ohio Wedding Collective's virtual wedding show. This is so cool and I'm so glad you're here and I feel honored to be on here talking about uh, things that you can do to make your dance floor epic. My name is Josh from Josh Daily Productions. Um, I also own Turn Up Columbus, which is a budget brand DJ company. We are based in Columbus, Ohio, but we operate all over the state. So if you're getting married in Cincinnati, Cleveland, Chillicothe, wherever, we will come to you and we will rock your party. So thanks again for hopping on. It is my pleasure to share with you today five tips that will ensure an epic dance floor at your wedding. Now you may be thinking like, okay, I've heard these tip videos before and the tips people give are kind of like surface level. They don't really answer my questions or they're super hard to do. I'm going to give you the real information today. So like, you're not going to have to wonder about like, oh, how do we do this? Like, I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to give you great information. So get those pens ready. But first you may be thinking like, why should we even listen to this dude? What does he know? So I'm going to give you a quick two minute video just to let you know who I am, what I do and what other people in the industry have to say about me so you know you can trust me. Check it out. Every wedding I've ever been that either Josh or somebody on his team was a DJ, I've been on the dance floor from like the first song to the last song. The whole time. And like don't want it to end. I mean, JSP's probably one of the most sought after for wedding industry. Josh and his team at Josh Daily Production, they just go above and beyond and make the couples first. He is going to make sure that everyone leaves your wedding feeling like they just had just the best time ever. They just really take an event to the next level. Looking back on my wedding day, hiring Josh was by far the best decision that I made just because everything was just like Perfect. Behind the scenes, they are your timekeepers. They are what keeps everything going. There's no dull moment throughout the event. When they say they're booking Josh Daly Productions, there's just an ease because we know it's going to go well. My experience working with Josh Daly Productions has always been amazing. They are reliable, they are professional, and so much fun. I was like, if I'm gonna put money towards something, it's gonna be my DJ and it's gonna be Josh Daly. Our wedding team loves to see Josh Daly Productions on our vendor sheets just because we know it's going to be a great experience from start to finish. From timeline to just setup to dance floor experience. JSP can definitely turn that up on the dance floor, but I love when they're here because they really read the crowd the best in all the right tones throughout the night. They make the event run so smoothly. They make it fun for your guests. Just um, going in the crowd and getting everyone excited and there for a good time. I've never had a wedding afterwards that has booked Josh Daly Productions say, I just, I was let down on that or it was just okay. It's always, the experience was absolutely incredible. I would recommend Josh Daly Productions to anyone that was getting married. Every single bride that I've worked with, um, every friend that I've talked to, every single person, I'm like, Josh Daly is your dude. Josh Daly Productions seems to really have fun and enjoy being at the event, running the event. It's not just another job. You can tell that. You can tell that from, from any vendor at a wedding, um, that if they truly enjoy what they're doing, you do it better. And Trash Daily Productions does it better. And we're back. Thanks so much for checking that out. Um, we are back with the five tips on how to make your hair look as epic as mine. No, that's not right. Oh, cut. Okay, 
And we're back. So five tips for creating an epic dance floor, okay? First one, kind of obvious. You probably knew I was gonna go there. Choose the right DJ company, okay? What you wanna look for. Now, I know when you're on like review sites and you're checking out like the Ohio Wedding Collective, the Knot, some of these other sites, everybody seems to have great reviews, right? Like 4.7, 4.8, 4.9, fives um, out, of t- out of five, which is, is great. But let me tell you, if you look at the actual reviews themselves, they will tell you so much. So here's what you wanna look for for any vendor, but especially a DJ. You wanna look for mind-blowing, so like the bride or the groom cannot stop talking about this particular DJ. And you wanna look for lengthy, detailed reviews. So like they wrote out everything the DJ did for them. So like if you look at Josh Daly Productions reviews, you will see so many reviews that are like books because it just we go into a ton of detail with our clients, our clients notice that, and they talk about it. That's the DJ company you wanna hire. The reason everybody else's reviews are great is because if they even do remotely well, or they don't screw anything up, but they're not necessarily mind-blowing, the bride and groom still have an amazing day because it's their wedding, so they're riding this high, they're like, oh my gosh, so-and-so was amazing, but that person probably actually didn't do a whole lot. Uh, so that's the kind of reviews you wanna look for, and then I encourage you, after your wedding, review your vendors honestly. Like, if they could've done better, let them know. And maybe don't leave them a nasty review for that, but maybe just message them privately and be like, hey, this could've been better, leave them a four star, just mention that one thing, all the things they did great, but then the one thing they could do better, that's how companies get better, that's how they grow, okay? The next thing to choosing the perfect DJ is to set your budget correctly. Now, a lot of sites are out there to tell you how much to spend on your wedding, okay? They tell you how much you should budget for your DJ, they tell you how much you should budget for your photographer, etc. Those sites are a little bit biased and usually not even close to correct. They don't know the market specifically, they don't know what the prices are here or versus San Diego, like, they just don't know. So like, set your budget, um, I'm gonna tell you how to set it for Ohio. So what you wanna do is you wanna spend at least $1,500 on your DJ, at least 1,500. Josh, that's crazy, why 1,500? There's $500 DJs out there. Let me just tell you right now, you don't wanna hire the $500 DJ, crappy equipment, crappy DJ, okay? Enough said. Um, there's the $1,000 DJs. Now, these are DJs who, they, they're kinda like Walmart. They're, they're good at what they do, you can find some good products there, and it works but it's not memorable, it's not mind-blowing, it's not personalized. When you get up into that $1,500 price point, assuming you've read the reviews and this is a legit company, that's when you start getting DJs who are gonna customize your wedding day to you. They're gonna really understand what you're wanting, what songs you want, and uh, just how exactly to take your crowd from like average wedding to epic wedding, okay? So $1,500 or more. Me personally, I go out for $34.99, $36.99, whether there's a ceremony or not. That's the difference with me. And my company goes out for $14.99, $16.99, okay? Um, again, difference is the ceremony there. And that's an all-inclusive package. Other DJ companies will advertise a low rate, and then by the time you get in there, they nickel and dime you up to that like $2,000 price point, which is fine. That's the way some of them do it. If you like the company, go with it. Um, but I really honestly prefer the all-inclusive model because then you don't have to worry about making a bunch of decisions and you know what you're going to pay up front. Um, so again, check out what, make sure you set your budget correctly. Check out what the prices you're seeing out there and which DJ company other vendors are recommending. But honestly, for Ohio, I would recommend setting your budget anywhere between 3000 and 5000 Now, wait a minute, Josh, you just said 1500 Well, 
you want the DJ, but you're also going to want some add-ons. You're going to want a photo booth. You're going to want uplighting. You're going to want indoor fireworks, confetti cannon, cloud cannons, like something cool that will make your wedding stand apart from any other wedding your guests have been to. DJ companies offer that. They're typically the best person to get it from. And so within that package, you're going to want to pay at least $1,500 for the DJ, but then probably have another $1,500 to $3,500 set aside to get extra add-ons, okay? Um, which, you know, will just elevate the party. Third thing, when you're hiring a DJ, ask great questions. So here's a couple examples of some great questions. I can't tell you how many times Brad's bringing the knot guide and ask me all the questions, which is great, but like they're kind of surface level. They don't really tell the couple what they need to know. Here's a great question. Here's three great questions that you can ask your DJ. The first one, how do you get a crowd who has never met you or never heard you to listen and trust you. This is so vital because your DJ is the master of ceremony. So they are leading the night. People are looking to them for direction or they're not looking for the, to them for direction. So uh, crowds make a pretty quick judgment call on DJs and can tell right away if they're going to trust that person or they're not going to trust that person. If they trust the DJ and the DJ gives good information, then your crowd is going to know where to look, what they're supposed to be doing, and how long things are going to take and what they should be expecting all night long. Whereas if your DJ cannot get the crowd to trust them, the crowd is not going to listen. And when the DJ says, hey, it's time for toast or hey, it's time for first dance, people aren't going to stop talking. They're not going to look and you're going to feel like no one is taking your wedding seriously and you don't want that. So ask them, how do you get a crowd to trust you? Listen to their answer. Is it legitimate? Does it make sense? If so, cool. They're a good DJ. Um, how do you communicate with other vendors? This is question two, by the way. How do you communicate with other vendors before the wedding and day of the wedding? Now, why is this important? Because honestly, you're going to be up to your eyeballs in wedding details. And sometimes you might accidentally, accidentally, tell the photographer one thing and the DJ another thing. Now, what we do at Josh Daly Productions and Turn Up Columbus is we email out all the details we've gone over with the couple to the other vendors involved. So that way, everybody's on the same page. Nobody's wondering like, wait, the bride told me this or groom told me that. Everybody knows what's about to happen at that wedding. And then we act as team captain. We make sure everybody's ready to go before we start anything. We make sure photographers aren't sprinting in from like rapidly chewing down their dinner to get in for toasts. Like we make sure everybody's set, everybody's ready, and the whole day feels relaxed, smooth, and building to that epic climax which is the dance floor. Um, so that that's one thing you want to make sure is how does the DJ communicate with vendors beforehand and during the wedding day? You want to make sure that that is happening. Last question you want to ask them, do you live mix? What the heck is live mixing? That's where we take a song uh, and we blend it into another song seamlessly so you don't even hear the transition between the two tracks. The dance floor never stops. So if you're jamming along to one song like this, I can't really dance. I'm a DJ. Like we don't dance. That's why we DJ. Uh, and then the next song comes in like you never stop moving because the beat is just so seamlessly transitioned in. Um, a lot of DJs, unfortunately, they show up and they press play on a Spotify playlist or they're letting an internal computer software do the mixing for them, which just, you know, kind of equals an awkward transition. And your guests are going to be like, stop it in the middle of the song. Like, what is this? And then they're like, oh, my gosh, Susie, let's just go to the bar. Oh, I know this song's terrible. Like and then they're gone and then you may get them back. You may not. Uh, you want to ask a DJ, do they actually live mix? Can they actually blend tracks together? And we'll talk a little bit more later why that is so important. Okay, so that's point number one. Again, choose the right DJ company. I know, <sighs> mind blown, right? Okay, two, we're getting a little bit more into it here. So point number two, fact number two, no, what were we doing? Tips, tips number two, All right, tip, singular. 
Tip number two, lay out your wedding day with your guests in mind. Okay, so obviously your wedding day is about you. It's about celebrating you and your fiance's love for one another and the fact that you are now committing your lives together forever. Like that is so cool. But as you're laying this out, if you want a truly epic dance floor, you have to think about your guests. And what do I mean by that? So the first thing you want to think about is smooth and timely flow throughout the wedding day. Smooth and timely flow. What does that mean, Josh? So that means that you're not leaving them at cocktail hour for an hour and a half. And when cocktail hour is over, somebody's not hopping on a bullhorn and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, cocktail hour is over. Get your butts inside. Like that's kind of a jarring. It's kind of abrupt. We want everything to flow smoothly. So people know where to go for the ceremony. Then after the ceremony, they know exactly where they're going next. And then after cocktail, they they know where they're going this time. And you never leave them at one place too long. Okay. So cocktail hour is one of the big killers. Some couples, some photographers, they choose to have a hour and a half, two hour long cocktail hour. That is a huge mistake. Guests get bored around that 45 minute mark. And then they're like, oh my gosh, when is the couple coming back? Okay. If we leave right after dinner, then we can get through season four of stranger things. And that would be amazing. And then they're planning to leave before they've even seen what you have planned for the night. And if you're, you know, somebody who's like my wife, once you make that plan, it's happening. I'm not like that. My wife's like that, but there are people like that. And once they make the plan, they're going to, they're going to execute it. And that's why at some weddings, you see that mass exodus right after dinner or right after the first dance. If dinner has already happened, people always stay for food because you know, they, they're cheap. Um, so they, they stay for food. And then, uh, as soon as the special stuff is over, it's just like a mass exodus. People leave. You do not want that. If you lay out your wedding day correctly, people will stay around. Okay. So what you want to do is cocktail hour, no more than an hour. Okay. You want to make sure dinner flows smoothly. So your caterer is ready to go as soon as dinner is supposed to start. So that means as soon as people come in from cocktail hour, we do the introductions, possibly the first dance, never do toast before dinner. Terrible idea because guests are just sitting there going, I'm so hungry with this guy. Shut up. Uh, We want to make sure that, that everything flows seamlessly. And as soon as we're done with those things, that dinner is coming out, whether that's salads, whether that's entrees, people are being released to the buffet, whatever. We want to make sure things start and then flow quickly from there. We want to get people their food as fast as possible. Okay. So if your caterers like, you know, backyard buckies, which isn't a real catering company, but if they're, you know, backyard buckies and they're like, uh, we're going to take your guests orders at their table and then prepare the food fresh in the back. Like that is a terrible idea because it's going to take forever. Food trucks are notorious for taking way too long to serve guests. Now they'll claim that's not a problem. I've witnessed it. It's a problem. Make sure that whatever company you're using, um, whether that's food trucks or whether that's an in-house catering company or somebody you bring it in, that they're able to get your guests food quickly and efficiently. And then here's the kicker. We don't want to, once the guests get food and they're eating, we don't want to just like let a lull happen. So we don't just want like 30 minutes to, to go by here. We want to start toast as soon as that last table is served to keep things moving. So bridal party, um, vendors, and bride and groom will be served food first. So they can eat quickly and then be ready to go as soon as that last table is getting their food or going through the buffet line. And then you keep things moving. No, There's no downtime and the night just keeps flowing. And that's what makes guests like stay engaged. They're not thinking about what else they can do because they haven't had time, okay? So at the end of the night, they're gonna look at their watch and be like, holy crap, it's 11, it's midnight. How did, where did the time go? It flew by, okay? Um, so we talked about cocktail hours are killer. Dinner can be so long. Um, toast should be short. So if you have somebody that you're worried about giving like a 5, 10, 45 minute speech, bad idea. Tell them not to do that. Even if it's super special to you, 45 minutes of somebody talking at a wedding and people just sitting there, that's killer. 
People are going to be thinking about what else they could do with their time. Okay? So if that 45-minute toast needs to happen, do it at the rehearsal dinner. Do it when there's not as many people present. Don't do it on the wedding day. So even if your dad's like, I'm going to I'm gonna rock this toast, be like, uh, that toast needs to be like five minutes. So think two to three minutes for bridal party members, best man, maid of honor. Um, think maybe five minutes for parents. That would be my max suggestion there. And I, this is coming from personal experience. My dad talked way too long at my sister's wedding. So I totally have experienced it. It's just something you don't want to do, okay? Um, No five-minute breaks. This is one thing that drives me nuts about DJs is they try to work in five-minute breaks everywhere. So after toast, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a five-minute break. We're going to be back for cocktail hour. We're going to be back for cake cutting. Like, bad idea. Why can't you just go from toast right into cake cutting? Or between the mother-son and the father-daughter dance, we're going to take a five-minute break to let the, the groom and his mom come to the dance floor. You don't need five minutes for that. You can literally announce them. They can walk out. Things move along. Boom, boom, boom. People stay engaged. They're ready to go. That's how you ensure they're going to stick around, have fun at your wedding as you constantly keep them engaged, okay? Write this down. This is really how you do it, okay? Work with your DJ. This is point number three, by the way, tip number three. Work with your DJ to select danceable and meaningful songs. You may love Mumford & Sons, okay? And Mumford & Sons works great for cocktail hour. It works great for ceremony music. It may even work well for dinner music. It does not work well for the dance floor. And there may be DJs out there who are like, I could make it work. No, you can't. (laughs) No, you can't. Unless it's a sing-along later in the night, it does not work for the dance floor. So couples, pick danceable and meaningful songs for your people to dance to and for your DJ to play. What do I mean by meaningful songs? These are songs that, you know, you want to pull from your, your high school days when you and your friends were hanging out. You want to pull from your college days. These songs that, like, when they come on, you just stop and go, everybody starts singing it out. Like, that's what you want to play at your wedding is songs that mean something to people. So like your parents' first dance songs or your grandparents' first dance songs for the anniversary dance section or something like that. Like those are the songs you want to pull out, insert in. You don't just want the generic songs that everyone else is playing at their wedding because again, it doesn't make it memorable. So one thing that we do at my companies is we sit down and we go through all those special songs with you to help work those into the playlist. We also talk about like your must plays, your do not playlist. We try to avoid songs like the YMCA shout that like everybody else plays. Or if we do play them, we play them in a fun new way using our live mixing skills. Um, which brings me to my next point. Hire a DJ who live mixes. Okay, we talked about this. We talked about what live mixing is. But what live mixing does in that blending from song to song, you get fun remixes, fun mashups that like people haven't heard before. So like, you know, Truth Hurts by Lizzo over Tipsy, which is just fantastic. Like it's a new take on the song that people have heard a million times, but now it's super fun because you thought it was Tipsy, but now it's Truth Hurts. Like it's super cool. And what it does is it allows us to play more songs throughout the night because we're just playing the danceable parts of the songs. We're playing the parts you want to hear, not verse three, not verse four. Or, um, so like, say you're listening to, uh, you know, can't touch this. And, you know, by the end of verse two, you're like, I get it. Hammer time. You can't touch this. Like we've heard this song a million times. Please move on. Yeah. By Usher. Fantastic song and gets people hyped up. But once you get into like verse two, it's like, you know what? I've heard this song a thousand times. Like I would really like to move on. Um, so what we do is we play the part you want to hear and we're mixing out. So that way we can get to more songs throughout the night. 
The dance floor stays a more engaging place because we're able to get to more music and we're able to do it in creative ways. And then three, we're able to do some really cool things that your guests don't see coming and uh, kind of like a club-esque experience without the all night long. Like we want to make your dance floor unique to you and something that your guests will never forget. That's why you want a DJ who can live mix effectively. Now, trust me, there's DJs out there who can live mix really, really badly. We want someone who can live mix effectively, okay? Um, thanks for saying, hanging in with me, by the way. We're on point number five, okay? Tip number five. This is the last one, okay? And this is so important, okay? So, so write this one down as well. If you are the bride and groom, be on the dance floor. That's one of the main ways you get people to dance. You can have the best DJ. You can have the best wedding day flow. But if you're out in you know, the far barn out in the way, way part of the venue, the venue, people are going to be out there with you because the day's about you. If you want people to dance, you need to be on the dance floor, if not close by to the dance floor. Now I get it. People at your wedding, they, you, you want to talk to them. They want to talk to you. You want to see people that you haven't seen in a while. That's amazing. Okay. Do that, but just do it close to the dance floor. And if the DJ needs to turn down the music a little bit so you can hear yourself talk and the dance floor can still be bumping, just like kindly let them know that. Just be like, Hey, we're having trouble talking outside the dance floor. Can you turn down just a hair? They would be glad to do that as long as you're going to stay by the dance floor because people will stay on the dance floor having a good time if you are there close by. Okay, that is the big key. Wherever you are in the venue is where the majority of people are going to be. Pro tips, put a bar inside the main dancing space. Don't put it in another room. Don't put it off, you know, way off in the distance. Like, because people are going to congregate around the bar as well. And if that's in the same room, you're in the same room, all that energy stays packed into one room and everybody's going to channel that into the dance floor. That's what we want to do. Then also another just like, you know, point like 5A is get a few things for your, for your guests to do. So like a photo booth. Uh, what we found is anytime there's a photo booth or something else get, guests can go do, a caricature artist, something like that, they kind of rotate between those stations. So they'll do dancing, they'll go to the bar, they'll hit the special thing, photo booth, caricature artist, whatever, and then they'll come back to the dance floor and they'll keep doing that. And then at the end of the night, when we say, hey, guys, this is the last song, we've had so much fun partying with you, they're like, wait a minute, what? Like they look at their watches confused. Uh, because they've had such a good time and they didn't even notice where the time went. I'm sure you've been to an event like that where the time just flew by and you're like, this was so much fun and it's over like that. Um, by the way, your wedding day will feel like that. Uh, I, I hope for you because it'll just go by so quick. So soak in every minute, okay? Um, and again, thank you so much for being a part of the Ohio Wedding Collective's online virtual bridal show. Like, I am so excited for you guys' wedding. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. We are here to help. Um, visit us on Instagram at Josh Staley, S-T-A-L-E-Y Productions. You can also go to joshstaleyproductions.com. You can find me at DJ underscore Josh Staley on Instagram. Instagram. Um, you can also email me at hello at joshdailyproductions.com. Also check out Turn Up Columbus if you're looking for more of that budget brand um, feel. Our DJs over there are great. They're just a little bit newer, but they still give the same um, comparable experience, but just a little bit cheaper. So if your budget really can't go up to where I suggested, then check them out. They're absolutely fantastic. Um, and again, we are here to help. We're here to answer any questions you have. Another resource that you should definitely check out is the Columbus Wedding Podcast. My wife and I talk to all the best vendors here in Columbus, um, but you should also spend a ton of time checking out the Ohio Wedding Collectives Podcast. It's fantastic. Also check out their website for all great vendors, all great reviews, um, and they're gonna be so helpful to you as well. So thank you so much for spending time with me. I really hope these five tips to get your guests on the dance floor have been super helpful. Thank you. Have an amazing wedding.